Episode 23. Is it safe to share my emotions? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about whether or not your marriage is a safe place to uh, to share your emotions, to be real with your spouse. That's right. It's, uh, it's one of those things that we wrestle with, and I think it's going to make for some lively conversation tonight. I, think we're gonna I have, agree. I think we're going to have lots of lively conversation. It's kind of been one of those days. One of those weeks. One of those weeks. It's been a good. It's been good. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Um, you know, last week we talked to you guys and told you guys about our shift from a lot of processed foods, and we're going to start trying to go organic and eat healthier and cleaner foods. And uh, tonight we had a little fiasco with all that. It's, <laughs> it, it, you know, whenever you start making food changes, I think any of you can understand this that have done this before or in the past is whenever you start shifting from what you've eaten in the past and are going to start eating, there is a learning curve and there's, and I broke the cardinal rule of all Italian wives, which I, is I ruined the pasta. Well, well let's go I, back. I ruined let's, the pasta. Well, let's go back to Friday <laughs> night when the shark we had was ruined. Well, that was a combination of the, I mean, we ran out of propane it was just, that was just a fiasco night trying to do too much with the kids school all i festival. remember is alex saying mom this doesn't taste like meat that's After what the you- guy at the butcher shop to, or at the the meat fish counter told me he's like oh it tastes like steak i don't even like fish and i you know i like eating shark well i have to tell you the shark that we had tasted very very fishy so i don't know if it was a bad and chewy and uh, nasty just, oh it was just a fiasco night and then the bean soup you made as well wasn't cooked all the way <laughs> Yeah, I think that little crock pot was dying on me. So, yeah. So, since Friday, it's just been... Well, tonight, you were pretty darn upset with me when uh, I spit the pasta out into the sink. Yeah. Yeah, I was not happy. Yeah, you're actually smiling right now, <laughs> which is which is really good because that was only, uh, what, two and a half hours ago? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I was not happy. You were two little bodies completely underfoot and yeah. <laughs> you're very frustrated. I know. Abby asked me about four times. <laughs> Mom, are you frustrated? <laughs> That's when I use my words. I tell everybody that I'm frustrated. You you, you did well. I and I was. And I, and I think you just ate that pasta out of spite, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, partly. I, I figured but that. Did you notice that both the kids ate the pasta? It sucked. It was not that bad. It was nasty. Oh, it was rice brown rice pasta, and you know, I followed the directions on the package, and it said cook for 15 minutes. And so at 10 minutes, I was like, oh, well, let me just check it. And it was still hard. Well, somehow in five minutes, it went from being hard to being more done than Tony likes. It was gross. That's all I'm saying. The, the text or the taste actually, okay, besides the fact that it was too mushy for you, the taste was not bad. Because I didn't, didn't get past that. No. I, 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 I put it See, in my mouth cardinal, and I spit it out. Cardinal rule of an Italian wife, you don't ever mess with the pasta. I, I'm not saying we can't mess with the pasta. I'm you saying we need, over, to have, the we need to have pasta that I can eat. I, I, I want to make this shift from what we are eating because I truly believe that what we are putting into our bodies are affecting our moods and our, our um, what's the word I'm looking for? Personality? Not our personality, our energy, energy. level. I know it, it. it's having a direct effect on how 
that affects us. So I want to make the shift. It's just I want to be able to eat every night. And and right now we're going, I'm eating one out of every three nights. And that's not, that's not cutting it. I mean, I can only eat so many cashews and vegetables and, and fruit. I, I need like substance, which tonight I just, I rolled. We, we did have some chicken. I did have the chicken. And I just, that. and I just made, I just made my spinach salad and threw some good. chicken on top. I, I understand that, but good. I was ready. For, I was ready for some pasta. So, <sighs> yeah. So that's my struggle right now. Just, learning how to recook and reshop when I'm more focused on not having all the preservatives and the prepackaged foods. And those of you that have already done this and have sent us information, thank you. I, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate um, the book resources and the website resources that have been coming our way. That's a huge help. And, you know, part of it's just learning a new skill. And, it is. And that takes a little bit of time. And I think what I need to do is um, not try so many new meals in a row. <laughs> Right. I think that I think that would help us. Um, but, you know, the kids actually are doing very well. They are making great choices because they have no other choices and they're really not being very whiny or complaining about it. I'm a little surprised at them. I, I think the kids have done very well with this change. Other than yesterday when Abby ate way too many cherries and her belly was hurting her. <laughs> yeah. Figured that out this morning when she woke us up at 5 a.m. with a poopy diaper. <laughs> yeah, that poor girl ate. We I went to the farmer's market with the kids yesterday and we bought two pounds of cherries and we uh, we polished off two pounds of cherries yesterday. They were so delicious, organically grown. Plus probably half a pound of blueberries. Half a pound of blueberries. Very, very good. I mean, they were just so delicious, but poor abs. She apparently ate most of that two pound bag. <laughs> 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 and she was in utter pain. But we got to church last night. She, she, we got to church. She pulled it off. Yeah, she pulled it off. So, so we had, yeah, we've so we've had the whole meal fiascos this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has been going down? I, I well, I launched the Busy Moms podcast. Busy Moms podcast has done fantastic. That and that went up and um, recorded that I think Tuesday or Wednesday, and have just been blown away already by the sense of community that is developing with women talking about their roles as wives and mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, The podcast, for those of you that haven't listened to it, was born out of conversations um, that we've had, well, that I've had specifically with women, not only in my own personal circle here in San Diego, but also online. You know, Mm -hmm. those of you that we've met, you know, through One Extraordinary Marriage. And, you know, we start talking about the struggles that women have juggling all these many hats being busy moms Mm -hmm. and really just kind of felt over the last few weeks. It's probably been a couple months now. It's been a couple months that we've been talking about that, that I needed to put a voice to what sometimes remains unspoken. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, struggles over how do I balance everything? How do I, you know, make time for myself and not feel guilty about it, which is a huge one, um, a huge issue for moms. How do I, how do I, you know, take care of the kids and make sure they're not over scheduled and, you know, juggle all these balls in the air. And so I'm very excited um, to be going forward with that. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. And, you know, a big part of that goes out to those of you that have listened and commented and are helping me shape what that podcast is going to be. So thank you very much. much Yeah. And for for all of you who, uh, are just catching wind of that. You'll see it in our normal One Extraordinary Marriage podcast feed. So 
for right now, we're going to just keep it all as one. Eventually we may just split them both apart, but just for now, we're going to just, we're going to go that way. And we'd love to hear your feedback on both one extraordinary marriage podcast and the busy moms podcast. And you can leave listener feedback at ask Elisa at one extraordinary com, or you can call in at 858-754-9937 which is what Katie from Maryland did this week we love it a couple weeks in a row now that you guys have been calling in amen that's always a good thing we love hearing your voices we love getting the emails too and having you find us on Facebook um, yep. but Katie called and here's what she had to say Hi, Tony. Hi, Elisa. Um, I just got finished downloading um, their last three podcasts. I think it's the 5th and the 11th and then um, uh, this one. So I'm listening to uh, Making God Want You to Make an Impact, and I, and I feel bad nobody's called you. You guys are amazing. You're so amazing. I've told my couples group about you guys. I want to get just everybody I know to start listening to you guys. You guys have great, great things to say. You've made a real impact on um, my marriage, and um, hopefully soon I can get my husband to listen to it with me too and not just my girlfriend. Um, but keep it up. You guys are amazing. You really are. I love listening to your podcast. So, okay, I got to go. Got to catch up. Oh, by the way, this is Katie from Maryland. Bye. Katie, thanks so much for calling in. We uh, we love yes. that you are sharing us with your couples group and um, that we're having an impact on your marriage. And you need to get your husband to listen to. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get on and listen to this stuff. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's like a daily do- or a weekly dose of medicine. Yeah. The good kind, though. The good kind. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah the kind that you want to take that you know is going to make things better in the long run. That's right. It's... um. You know, it's part of what we do here. That's right. We get real about marriages and, and we get real about ours. That's right. Um, you know, I know Tony wants to share something that happened this week. Oh, the emails. The emails between us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this week I had been, what day was this? This was May 21st. So what, what day was that? That was Thursday. Thursday. I think that was yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Today's Sunday. Friday. Friday. Okay. So on Friday I was at work and I was just feeling very horny. I mean, I was just, I was wanting Elisa that night. And even though I know it was her nights to initiate, I decided to drop her a little email that just the subject was, I want you. And it just said, I've been thinking about making love to you all day. Can we have a change of scenery tonight? And Change of Scenery is one of the chapters in our upcoming book, Stripped Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. And it's it's vital in our marriages. It's vital to get out of our bedroom, get somewhere different, make love somewhere different, do a different position. And so I just wanted to throw that out to Elisa because I had been feeling that we'd sort of gone our little rut sometimes. You know, we just all right, we're making love and we're going to do this, this and make love. And so I just wanted to throw that out to Elisa. And so my email back from her are, is thoughts. And I replied promptly with making love under the stars, living room, strip tease show, strip poker, bottle of wine, fruit, candles, music, dot, dot, dot. So needless to say, he gave me a lot of options. It was really, uh, you know, it's been chilly here in San Diego in the evening. So the whole making love under the stars thing. 
Mm-hmm. You guys know I don't do the cold. He's told you that repeatedly. I don't like to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. It'll have to be like 90 before we uh, we do that one. But it was really funny because he was actually um, on a phone call earlier this week and, and I heard him telling somebody how we had played Naked Wii. Mm-hmm. And so when the whole change of the scenery came up, I was like, oh, well, I know what we can do. And so we were doing our stuff Friday night and I don't remember where you were, but I came out and said, you know, I came up to you and said, Hey, you want to play some uh, naked Wii? And you're like, Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't really get turned down for that no, ever. It was fun. <laughs> we did. We played some tennis. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. And then ended it up with some bowling where I won. Yes. That was a funny game because we had a spare or in, a strike in all but three out of the 20 frames. Yeah. That was, that was really good. We were on that night. We were, so we're just telling you guys that if you feel like you're in a rut, you're not alone. We get there. We've been there many a times. And sometimes you just have to speak up, put forth some effort and let your spouse know what's happening. Because if we don't say anything, I, I, I could have said nothing. I could have just, you know, said, ah, that's all right. You know, Lisa will initiate tonight. It's, it's, it's a Friday night. She has to initiate because it's her last day of the week to initiate. Or I could make some sort of move. And I chose to do the latter. And, you know, I think as we walk down this path of intimacy and growing closer to each other in intimacy, that becomes less fearful. You know, it, it just does. You, you throw it out there and you know that majority of time your spouse is going to respond positively right while i may not have you know done exactly what he wanted you know -hmm. you know i mean he gave me you know what six different options seven different options yeah it was more that you know it was on the table for discussion it was his way of saying you know what i don't want to do the same old same old and i had two choices there Mm mm-hmm I could have said, eh, <laughs> not feeling it tonight. It's my night, but we're just going to do the same old, same old. Or I could say, you know what? He's telling me something. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with this information? I'm going to choose to serve him and say, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's, you know, what am I, what am I in the mood for? I mean, the ball is still in my court. Right. And so, you know, the change of scenery was just, I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what it is, but change it up. Right. And so, you know, by doing that, it was a really passionate evening. It was. And, you know, it's those little things. And that really, you know, rolls right into what we're talking about tonight. And, you know, is your marriage a safe place to share your emotions? Whether that be hurt or anger frustration like over the pasta dinner tonight um sadness sadness happy (laughs) jubilation Jubilation. excited there are so many emotions that we experience on a daily basis not only in dealing with our spouses but just in dealing with life in general Mm -hmm. and your marriage should be the safest place to share those but i know even in our own marriage that has not always been the case. And there are still times now where it's not the case. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's 
<laughs> I mean, I'm laughing at the fact that, like I said earlier, Abby asked me four times if I was frustrated because obviously I was very frustrated. It was all over my face and I wasn't really screaming or doing any of that kind of stuff, but it was just like... You were very verbal about it. I was. And I, partly because I'm trying to teach the kids to be verbal about their emotions. You know, so it, it, no, I, under- it's, I understand. It's an education for them that they don't just get to fly off the handle, like, you know, which means I have to not fly off the handle. Right. Um, but I also knew that I was not so out of control that Tony was going to, you know, immediately go on the counterattack and, you know, shut me down for being upset over his reaction and spitting out the pasta. Um, but that's because we've, we've worked hard. There's still tension, though. Oh yeah, there. Well, there, I was mad. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there was still tension. Let's not let's not make this <laughs> you all. You spit like, the pasta in the same. I mean, you couldn't even swallow one piece of pasta. I was mad. Right. And I think the thing is, is being able to share that emotion and have it in a safe place, knowing that even though there was tension between us, I mean, here we are two and a half hours later, and we can laugh about it. Right. But. I think it would have been a different thing if if you would have shown that and I would have become aggressive or upset with you more so than need be. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, because you could have been like, oh, you ruined dinner again and blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't say it like that. I just said I need to eat something. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you could have said that. I know I, I you didn't. Have, yes. You could have been much more negative. Right. Because I'm well aware of your dietary needs. No, I understand. I, I know you've got to, and it frustrates me because I tend to consider myself a good cook. Yeah. And so when I have a couple of bad meals in a row, I'm like, oh, I'm losing my touch. Right. Um, but that's, you know, that's just one example. I mean, there have been times in our marriage, you know, when, you know, there's that sense of sadness mm-hmm. over topics. Like when we lost Andrew and we were in such different places dealing with that, that I didn't feel for a while like I could cry in front of you because we weren't even talking about him and so like all of that sadness mm-hmm. I really had to deal with by myself because I didn't feel like at that point in time it was safe to to bring that to you Here, here's my thing uh, and and this is if anybody knows of a good book or a resource for this but I, I think as we grow older and we're taught from a young age I think and I think we do it with our children as well is don't cry and especially for guys, it's this, you're supposed to be stoic and the rock. So you don't show that, that emotion. And because of that, I think we're really holding back some great stuff for our spouses, you know, allowing them to really see who we are and taking off the mask. And, and I'll say, man, I'll be the first to raise my hand that I struggle with this. I struggle with this. There's something about it that um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've I've cried on this show a number of times. It it, it does not. I, I think when we're behind the mics, it does not bug me one bit to show that emotion. But for some reason, when I get out of that, it, it's tough. Yeah, I think he's cried more with you guys than he has. No, <laughs> get out of here. But, but you you know what I'm saying. And I think for us guys, we're holding back. And again, I'm, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I'm doing it. And I'm trying to learn how to let that go. Um, last night at church, and I don't know what it's been lately at, uh, 
where we go to church at the ranch, the church at Rancho Bernardo here, but a lot of the worship, a lot of the, the messages have been just hitting me hard, mm-hmm. hard. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm not shaken, but I'm, I'm tearing up for joy, mm. you know, and, and I don't want to show you that though. And I'm very discreet about how I I'm. I thought I saw. Did you have a tear last night? I did. I thought I, had a I couple. saw. Yeah. But see, I, I'm doing, and I'm turning myself in a way so you're not seeing me, which is, which is weird. I mean, I should be showing you that emotion that I I have so much joy for the Lord that it brings tears to my eyes, and I should be able to show that to you. But I, I, I hide it, and it, you know, it's like almost when you're holding, you're crying, and you just like, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. You know, I got to let go of that. Another thing in church, and I don't know if anybody else is like this, is showing emotion by raising my hands up to the Lord during worship. I, I'm one of those guys, I want to do it, but I don't do it. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I know you don't. But as a guy, I do. I, I don't know. And I know there are many guys who don't. Right. But for me, I want to do it, but then I don't. And, and then the times I do do it, I, I'm like trying to think about it in my head. I'm like, okay, do I do it now or should I do it later? And then it's like, well, someone else just did it. So do I follow them? And is, dude, I got way too much. I'm thinking way too wow. much into this. Yeah. You know, I can relate to that though. Cause I used to, I used to be the same way about lifting my hands in worship. Really? Yeah, at, at our previous church. Mm-hmm. Like I would feel kind of like I wanted to, but because that wasn't really a church where that was done very much, I always felt like, ooh, what are people, it, it, it's that crazy, what are people going to think? Right. Um, CRB is much more open. No, to, I, 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 I think. Um, but so it, it's just, it's a, it's a behavior that has become more comfortable just because I've done it. Right. And that's not to say that sometimes I'm not. Well, I do, I, I've done it. But it's still awkward, and it again, it's it's sharing that with you in an intimate moment, because right. because when we are there at church, that is a spiritually intimate moment Absolutely. that we can share together, and we as a couple can come closer to Christ together that way. And I don't know why I'm holding back from allowing myself to do that. I don't know either. Sorry, no answers here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for your help. Uh, what? Do you want me to hold your arm up for you? No, but okay. I, I'm just, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, and I think... Don't you feel that we could become spiritually intimate, closer during church service? If you shared some of that emotion with me, definitely. I, I think that's true. I of feel any- awkward. And maybe that's not the, you feel awkward sharing that. Are we talking about raising your arms or are we just talking about showing emotion? No, I'm saying just in, in, in that church setting, I feel awkward doing that. Showing emotion? Not so much showing. It, it's, yeah, it's like that, okay. that sharing of, okay, I have tears welling up. And then like, if you start crying and it's like a piece that we're watching a video and, and it starts tearing you up. And then I, I feel like I'm tearing up, but I'm like, oh, I can't tear up because I want to make sure that Elise is okay. So I'll put my arm around you and be like, hey, honey, that's okay. And I'm not tearing up, but I really want to tear up. You need to let it go. Dude, I understand that. I'm telling you, this, these are some <laughs> issues I'm dealing with <laughs> and why it's affecting sometimes what I'm saying, that spiritual intimacy. Cracks me up when he calls me, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> just part of my vocabulary. I know, I know, but it's I'm not like, usually. I'm like sweating just talking about see, this. He's starting to do his my hands are hot, sweaty thing. Um, is it because you're worried about other people going to think? I don't know, and it sh- it it shouldn't be about that. I, I it, well, it I was really going to call you be. on that. Well, I know, but and I think you're right. I think it is. I'm I'm wondering what other people are going to think or say, and it shouldn't be about that. It should be about you and I being closer together in front of our heavenly father. Are you worried about what I'm going to think? Possibly. I, I think, I'm, I think that's a, a you asked big for one. help. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm no, I'm, I, okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Really? I've seen you cry before. I understand that, honey. Uh-huh. It, it's it, yeah. I mean, that, that I'm, my guess is that it's either me or what other people think. And yeah, all the stuff that goes through on through my mind, I, I got to just go, all right, don't even worry about it. Just sing the music and just praise God. Because if I start thinking about it, then I'm lost. And then I, I do not fully enjoy being in the presence of God. Well, I think that goes for any setting. I think if you're not, if you're not fully sharing your emotions, then you're missing out on, on the, on the full experience. You know, if you're in a situation where you've got to hold back and I'm not saying that, you know, there are times when you've got to like, you know, ex- you know, explode or <laughs> kind of throw up your emotions on somebody. I mean, obviously there are times when they have to be tempered, but if you find yourself holding things back from your spouse, then you're missing a connection there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in church, that spiritual connection of just being able to fully be in worship together or if it's in a conversation where you're, you know, whatever the circumstances are, you cannot cry, you cannot fully share your joy, you cannot fully share your frustration. There's a connection there. There's an intimacy that's missing because you're holding back. You know, how can, if Tony needs to cry because he's so moved by a video that we're watching and I'm just an emotional um, softy, like it can be a Hallmark commercial. We'll be watching the end. Like we were watching the end of Bolt last night with the kids, and, you know. So the little girl's stuck in the you know the movie studio, and she's you know curled up there with Bolt, and there's fire all around her. And I find myself starting to well up because even though I've seen it ten times, I know she's going to be okay. It still just makes me sad. I just think of the mom's point of view on that. Yeah, but but that's just you know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know the Hallmark commercials make me sad. That kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it's not like you always show those to me either. Like what? I would say there are times when you're not fully showing that emotion to me. True. True. I, I, I think it's very much what you said. We become conditioned at an early age and we've got two children that love to break down and cry at the drop of a hat for seemingly no reason, except for the fact that they're not getting their way. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are times when I find myself saying to them, please stop crying. This is not something to cry about. Right. Um, you know, or you can't just scream at me when you're mad. You know, there are all these. But see, and I think that's the other side of the coin about sharing emotions. I think we hold back on those emotions that truly can allow us to have an intimate relationship with our spouse by sharing those moments when we are sad and we are hurt or when we have jubilation, we have tears of joy coming down. Mm -hmm. I think on the other side of it, 
anger, frustration, those come out too quick. Yeah, I would agree with you that. You know, um, it kind of goes with the whole. I forget exactly what the quote is, but something to the effect of you treat the ones that you love and are around the most, you treat them the worst because Mm -hmm. you almost take them for granted that they're going to be there. You know, I find myself every once in a while saying something to the kids where I'm like, Oh, I sound horrible. You know, if I was talking to a coworker like that, or if I was talking to Tony like that, would they take it? No, but I expect my kids to, because or your spouse too or my spouse because well you know what they're family they don't ha- you know unfortunately they don't have a choice and then i feel right like scum of the earth after i do it um and i think you know anger you know tony's talked about anger i've talked about anger to some extent that is an emotion that i have a very um short fuse very impatient and so that is one that is a constant struggle. Yeah. Here, here's something that I was looking up while you were talking. Okay. So James 1, 19 and 20. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Wow. I mean, there it is in God's word. Mm-hmm. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'll tell you the truth. I become angry much quicker and show that emotion way more to you than I do that of the the hurt or the pain that I feel inside. And And, and it's not pain in a bad way, but it's just... It's almost, you know, that, that joy that I have, but I don't want to show it to you. And that's a verse that I, I've come across just recently. And, and that's James 1, 19 through 20. Mm-hmm. I think we can all learn from that in all honesty. And, and you and I know that with One Extraordinary Marriage, the emails we get, the, the talks we have with folks who are looking for marriage advice, anger is an issue. Anger is a huge issue. It is an issue that is is destroying marriages. It, it really is. And it, it's it's the devil just tearing apart at us because it's easy. It's fast. I mean, it's, it's right there. Again, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, it says in, in 20, for man's anger does not bring about righteous life that God desires. So when we get angry... We're not living in God's light by any stretch of the imagination. I think that that is destroying our marriages. Mm -hmm. And if we're able to show the good side of our emotions, the happy and the joyous times that I think we get so lost in, we could squelch this anger that resides within us. Because we'd have more of the good stuff to fall back on. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, it's just, it's part of our society that we, we constantly look at the negative and it's how we, it's it's just what is sort of marketed to us day in and day out. Well, sure. It's like, you know, watching the news or reading the news. I mean, you have to dig pretty deep to find the good stories. You do. And 
you know, there's also the whole, well, something really good is happening to me. I don't want you to like feel jealous and I don't want you to, you know, I I don't want to bring you down or anything like that by sharing my good news, Mm -hmm. you know? And the reality is, is that good and bad news, good and bad feelings. You got to be able to share those in marriage and you've got to be able to handle hearing them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing for us to say, you know, you need to share that with your spouse. You need to share that with your spouse. Well, you and your spouse need to be equipped to hear whatever is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's having a really good day, you need to be able to be in your spouse's corner and be the loudest cheerleader that they've got. You should be their number one fan at all times. Tough. You know? It's tough because some days you don't want to. Some days they forgot to take out the garbage and you're like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, they had a great day at work and you've got to, you know, all right, I wish you'd taken out the garbage. Honey, that was great. What happened today? Mm -hmm. You know, or if they're having a a bad day, you've got to be there to pick them up. They've got to know that you are their number one hug. Right. That when life has fallen down around them, they can come home to you and home is a safe place. Mm-hmm. Home is a place of open arms and a listening ear. It goes very much back to that James verse that Tony just read. Quick to listen. Your spouse needs to know that you've got the biggest ears around. Mm-hmm. And that if even if you can't do it immediately, I mean, like there are times that Tony calls and I've got two screaming kids in the background. I'm like, not a good time. I'll make time for this. This is, we're not going to have a conversation now and half the time he can hear. And so he knows that <laughs> right. he knows that that's not happening, but he knows if he says, I need to talk that we're going to sit down and make that happen, you know? And so that's, that's what I'm encouraging you to think about. Are you the cheerleader jumping up and down when your spouse calls you or texts you or sends you an email or walks in the door and says, this fantastic thing happened to me. Are are you just, you know, is it, do you blow it off kind of as, Oh honey, that's great. Glad you had a good day. You do that. I'm guilty. I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. No, I know. I I know. I'm just saying you, you do do that. There are times when I do that most definitely. And I know I ignore you times when I'm like on the computer. Or when you came out this evening and you popped your head around the corner and you saw me on the computer and didn't say anything and walked back inside. There was nothing to say. <laughs> I begged to differ. You were on the computer. We were trying to put the kids to bed. You knew what time it was. There was nothing to say. Ye- yes. Okay. Because honestly, you, you my face said it all. You right. knew when I turned around and didn't say anything because what would I have said? Are you on the computer? Well, that was obvious. I peeked around far enough to see that you were Mm -hmm. had I said something at that very moment I because I thought about it and then I said no you're just picking a fight yeah you're just because he's gonna be like well yeah (laughs) I'm on the computer it it wasn't a battle to fight at that time right we had two kids we were trying to get into bed and you know in the general scheme of things irritated yes major not at all Mm mm-hmm do I want to have that fight with you at 6.45? No. 
really I don't figured we'd had enough with the pasta that <laughs> if you need to be on the computer then you need to be on the computer for a few minutes and if you heard the kids screaming you'd come in right. um but that's part of it you know i knew we'd talk about i knew that would come up um because i knew you saw enough in my face to know that i was bothered by that right and i think that's that's something that we've really had to work on that it become comfortable to say maybe we're not going to talk about it right now, but we are going to talk about it. Right. You know, it's not good or bad. You know, if I'm not as happy for you as I should be sometimes, you let me know. I think we also try to take time each and every day to share what's happening. What doesn't happen though are those emotions are not. I mean, it becomes almost business-like and it's, okay, what do you need to talk about? What do I need to talk about? And that's the tougher part, I think, that we face in marriage is being able to really show those emotions and not, it's what I talked about and what's talked about in Bo's Cafe. It's taking off that mask and knowing when you share, you are not judged or ridiculed or loved less, but you are loved more. Mm-hmm. And that's tough to do. Well, it's because our world has conditioned us. No, yes. It, we, it we've has. been conditioned to think the opposite is true. That if we, if we are completely honest with somebody with our emotions, if we bring them all of our junk, right? we've been conditioned that people don't want to deal with our garbage. I know, but we're not talking about people. We're talking about the closest person in our lives that we say is the closest person in our life. You know what I'm, you know, right. If you are the most important and closest person in my life, I should not have any fear of judgment or ridicule or being loved less. I should know that through God's grace, you are going to love me more. But you don't always feel that way. And neither do I. No. But that is the tough part of constantly looking at ourselves and looking at our marriage and constantly growing and putting forth effort. So one day we can say we've done that Mm -hmm. or we have accomplished something that is truly amazing. And it, but at, in, and I will say, yes, there are times when we still don't do that. Mm-hmm. But when we look back to when we started our 60 days of sex, no. you look at where we were then to where we are now. We shared so much emotion then mm-hmm. and so much gratitude and enjoyment and pain and frustration <laughs> It was amazing to see all of that which happened. And it taught us a lot. Right. And I think that is what, you know, you go through those those times in those periods. It It, it is. It, it's, it's one of those things where you, you're, you're on target. I mean, it's just like, boom, everything is, it's on all cylinders. You're just, mm-hmm. you're hitting it, you're hitting it, you're hitting it. And then there are times when you're on less than all cylinders. Right. Um, 
And I think there are times when, for us, when we've been very sexual, sexually intimate with each other, those are times when we really explode in our emotional state. Mm-hmm. Well, so much of that has to do with the fact that when you're being sexual, I think at least it's true in our marriage. I mean, we're giving all to each other, Mm -hmm. you know, but even, even in the bedroom, I struggle sometimes with showing, you know, full emotion to you and to just kind of letting myself go with the wild abandon. Um, Yes. We're still working on that. We were working on that Friday night. I don't, (laughs) I know my kids would probably sleep through an earthquake, um, but there's still the, I don't want anybody to hear me. (laughs) And I, what's the worst could happen? They come knocking on the door. Yes. Okay. And if they ask what happened, just say, Hey mommy and daddy, we're talking. Yeah. We got to work on you with that. I know that's, that's something that really frustrates you. It does. Cause I think that is. That is a time emotionally that I would love to see you be more, what what did you say? Verbal? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that, but I know that's what he wants me to say. It's true. I, you know, I'm not always as verbal as Because it's an indication to me knowing that is this enjoyable, Elisa? And to hear you say yes or through moans or groans, it allows me to size up the situation and go, okay, she is enjoying this. So let's move forth. When I hear nothing, I'm sort of going, is she enjoying this? Yes, no, maybe so. So you know what though? We have something very special coming up and we'll be able to work on it. The first annual seven days of sex challenge. There you go. We got seven days of making love again i know that's two weeks two weeks it's two weeks away yeah two weeks from today june 6th through the 12th through the 12th and if you haven't heard about this we have launched the first annual seven days of sex challenge and this is something that elise and i did actually last year by ourselves leading up to our retreat uh our marriage retreat in the desert for the church at rancho bernardo and we did seven days straight and this year we planned on doing it again. And after talking to some people and putting it up on Facebook, we got such a great response from everybody saying they wanted to do this. We have launched it out there and have put it out there for you to join us for seven days. We are all going to make love for seven days straight. Right now we have 30, 31, 32 couples, 31, 32 couples from all over. It's actually gone international, which is very exciting too. Um, we've got, a couple in Australia. They just signed up they yesterday. They just signed up. We've got two couples in Canada. Ontario, Canada. And uh, you guys can actually, is the map up on the website? Yeah, they can click a button for it. They can click. Okay, so we've got a map. I've been, uh, every time we hear where somebody is from, I'm putting little pins on a Google map mm-hmm. so that you guys can just kind of take a look at where it was really. Everybody is coming Yeah, from. it was kind of selfish for me. I'm like, ooh, I just want to know where everybody is. And then we, Tony, because he's the tech guy, figured out how to embed that in or I yep. don't know. He figured out how to get it with the website. So it's it's so exciting. And we actually had one listener um, write in, and I want to read to you just a couple lines in her email because she was talking to us about it, and we've had ongoing communication with her. And, and she just said, 
you know, hold on, let me find it. Um, she said, I am praying for every couple that is committed to or thinking about participating in the seven days of sex. I think it has the potential to blow the devil away. Wow. And, you know, I, I probably read her email about three times um, because I kept getting to that line going, oh my gosh, she is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, we are up to 30 plus couples who have said, you know what, for one week, I am going to make intimacy in my marriage my number one priority. Mm-hmm. My spouse is going to know for one week that they are number one. Mm-hmm. That is going to change lives. It's going to change families. You know, you think about the new behaviors and the new patterns that are going to be coming out of this. And yes, it's seven days, which, you know, on Wednesday is going to seem really long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being completely honest with you. Yep. But you can do it for seven days. And this this year, other than the two previous years when Elisa and I have done this type of event... We did it by ourselves. And so we are so excited to have all of you join us because each day we're going to be putting a post. We want to know what's going on with you. We have daily prizes that we're going to be giving away. And more importantly, we can cheer each other on. We can encourage each other through the good times and the bad times. And we are going to just have fun with it. I mean, that's that's what it's about. It's about having fun and reigniting intimacy in our marriage mm-hmm. and really just looking at our marriages and just going from there. I mean, this is honestly, guys, this is where last year, Elisa and I did this and we went to our intimacy lifestyle two times a week. That's, yeah. where, that's where this, this, that's where all this came from. And it is, it's just a joy for us to be able to be doing this with you guys. I mean, we're excited because, oh, I'm very excited. Because now we get to share those emotions with a bunch of folks who are right there with us. And I'll tell you the truth, and you guys know it, Elisa and I will be the first ones to be straight up honest and real with you guys. If we're having a crappy day and it was just a quickie and we just had to do it so we could just hit it, then we're going to let you know. Or we're going to tell you it was absolutely amazing. It was a two-hour lovemaking session and it was just one of the most amazing things from start to finish, babe. Don't give me that look. <laughs> not, like not, not two, two hours. Yeah, not, Holy not cow. two hours of straight intercourse, Woo! but two hours of, you know, from start to finish. Got it. So okay. we're excited. I mean, we just got so many cool prizes that we're going to be giving out. Um, and and th- that's going to be coming up here soon. What I ask and what Elisa asks of you guys, please, please, please share this with your Facebook folks. Twitter it. If you have inroads with any periodicals, um, newspapers, local radio stations, if you have any inroads with those, let us know. We would love to talk about it. Even for just five minutes, we would love to just be able to get in there and just share what we're doing because we really do think this is going to be one of the most amazing things to happen this year. Mm -hmm. And we made this the first annual. And we want to kick it off right because there's going to be a second one and a third one. And we want to make this something that just grows and people look forward to doing this each and every year as I I look forward to it. 
Yeah, Tony starts planning the next year, like on day seven. <laughs> when I'm saying, phew, we're good for another year. Um, no, don't it. get me wrong. It is, it, it's fun to get, you know, kind of work out the logistics on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I would encourage those of you that have already signed up or those of you that are thinking of it, take some time before June 6th to sort of look at schedules. And, you know, for us, it's the kids last week of school and, the, you know, there's, uh, you know, a few other things going on, but, you know, talk about those things that might come up. It's better to have a plan. And so you both understand, you both know, you know, what's going on. If, you know, if somebody's running late from work, I mean, we have the one podcast where we talk about, uh, when we were talking about our, uh, 60 days of sex where one night Tony walked in the door at 1157 PM and you know, it was a quick, quick, uh, three minutes, mm-hmm. but that's okay because we were having fun and it was just a great time. And we, words cannot describe how excited we are for those of you that have already decided to join us. And those of you that are thinking about it, cause we know a lot of you out there, you know, talking to your spouses going, oh, I don't know, maybe we can do this. <laughs> And what do you think? Uh, listen to this podcast and this couple, they threw this out there. What do you think? Um, you know, if you've got questions as you're kind of going through the planning, shoot us an email. You know, you can always reach me at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. If you've got a question that you want everybody to hear, you know, give us a call at 858-754-9937. There might be other people thinking the same things you are or having questions about some of the logistics and we're happy to answer those questions on the air um, or post it up on Facebook. You know, we have, gosh, almost 500 fans, 450 fans uh, on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I would venture that if anybody out there is thinking about it, it's got a question, you'll probably get a f- little bit of feedback and a little bit of help um, mm-hmm. from Facebook. And so, you know, we want our, our community is growing by leaps and bounds. And that is because you guys are sharing the marriage minute Mondays. You are Twittering this or tweeting. <laughs> you can tell nice. I'm a Facebooker. I share everything. Um, but you're, you're getting the word out there and yeah. you know, very much like Katie said, you know, uh, with us having an impact on her marriage, you guys are having an impact on our marriage and That's you right. are encouraging to us. Um, and we want to be there in that same encouraging vein for you and your friends and your communities. And so we thank you for every time that you share this. Oh, in whatever yeah. capacity. Oh yeah, I mean we are just so thankful. It, it's, um, it's mind blowing. It is. I, you know, I I see that in everything that we do and how things just take off, and the support that we get from all of you. Um, you are all very special to us mm-hmm. and we, we wouldn't be here once a week if it weren't for you. Oh, um, man, y- you guys in the one community are just amazing. I mean, the, the feedback we get and we don't, we don't read every bit of it. It's amazing. It, it, it truly is mind blowing how special all of you guys are and how all of you are looking at making intimacy a priority in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're about. We're about making intimacy a priority in our marriages. And you guys are right there looking at ways to do it. And we learn 
every day from you guys as well. There is some great stuff that you guys do that we take to heart in books that you send us and audio clips that, excuse me, audio clips that you send us. It's, it's awesome. It really is. And, And we're so thankful for you guys. And on that note, just want to say we love you guys and we'll catch you next week. 